Welcome, everyone, to this episode of This One Time at OU. Super excited for this show because we have someone on that is from my hometown, went to OU, left for a while, and now is going back to OU. So welcome, Lisa. Hi, thanks for having me, Tim. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, so am I. So tell us about, uh, well, first, our hometown, Springfield, Ohio, and it's uh, we started talking about that, and it's just odd. We didn't know that, and that's not how we've met. So that was that was interesting. Springfield is uh, just a good Americana town. I think in 19, do you remember this, 1979 or 1980, Newsweek magazine picked the most American town, and they followed like four or five families in, in that week's um, magazine and how they got there and how they started. And so that's, uh, that's Springfield, Ohio for you. Oh, wow. The seven degrees of separation got very quick for us, Tim, on that initial phone call. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Well, so you're in Springfield. What made you go to OU? A lot of people were going to OSU or Miami. What was, what was the OU that caught you? Well, Ohio, Ohio State would have been a natural choice coming from my family who everybody went to Ohio State, but I always liked to think outside the box and be a little different. Um, and I applied to Miami and I applied to Denison and I applied to Ohio and my stretch school was Clemson and it came down to the wire and I visited some friends at Ohio University and I just fell in love with it. I mean, like you can't walk on that campus, having now worked at many universities, you can't walk on Ohio University's campus and not just be like, oh my God, this is the place for me. <laughs> and I knew it instantly. That's so funny. I applied to Denison, Miami and OU as well. Not the Ohio State part. Yeah, and that's great. So, um, and we'll get into that a bit. So you do know a lot about college campuses. I think we were speaking earlier. I'm a little older than you. Uh, what year did you go and graduate OU? So I graduated in, or I went, started in 1997. And I graduated in 2002. So when I first was a freshman in college, I remember going to a party and there was a guy at the party and they called him the doctor because he had been at Ohio University so long. He should have had a PhD, but he was just there having fun. And uh, I was like, that's ridiculous. Who would stay longer than four years? And then, you know, seven years later, actually, I came back to support my husband when he was in grad school. I left Ohio University, so I definitely should have had a PhD by the time I left. So I graduated in 02. Time well spent for sure. Now, oh God, yes. were you on and off a student or had you graduated and just stuck around? Well, so the four years or the five, four and a half years I was there was all as a, as a full-time student. I was on the women's rowing team and turned into a coach by the time I left. And honestly, I just had a lot of fun. So I just didn't take heavy semester. Well, at the time it was quarters. I didn't take heavy quarters because I wanted to enjoy my time as a student and my time as an athlete, as a student athlete on the club team. And made it extend a little longer than I probably should have much to the chagrin of my parents. And then I, uh, Spencer came back. My husband, Spencer was an, also a Bobcat and he graduated in four and he came back for his grad program and we got pretty serious. And I said, you know what, I'm already in Athens. I'll just stick around <laughs> while you're here. And I went back to school. Um, my undergraduate degree was in exercise physiology. And I went back while he was in grad school to get a second degree in engineering. Uh, my grand plan was to become a biomedical engineer and put those two things together and, and move from there. But time ran out and he moved on and we got married and I moved with him. <laughs> Good. You're like, you know, he's okay, but at least I won't have to move. I can stay in Athens. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll start dating him. 
I'll start dating. You know, it was funny though. Like by the time we left Athens, I was like, I'm never coming back. I've been here for so long. I'm never coming back. And the moment I left him, I'm not kidding. I was like, when are we getting back to Athens? I was like, I actually really loved it there. Uh, more than I probably thought or appreciated when I was in the in the town. That's funny you mentioned that because I had a roommate and we were graduating. I think it was you know, the last day or, or coming right up to it. And we drove around. He's like, oh, you know, how much he was attached to it and how much he was going to miss it. And I'm like, you know, this is just kind of life. We move on. You know, I move away and boy, do I miss it. So, uh, yeah, I get that 100 percent. Yeah. Well, well, tell us about um, I'm not sure I didn't know that um, OU had a rowing team. Is that, uh, is that always had one? No, actually great question. It started the year before I joined. So my freshman year is actually when the program started, but it didn't get speed until 1998, which was, uh, the season that I joined and I started rowing and I was on the team for two years and much to the it's just like every other athlete, every other rowing story. I blew my back, I blew my back out two years into it and I just couldn't walk away. And so I ended up coaching for the novice team. And then I took over the program, um, after, after a couple of their coaches had left and I came back while my husband was in grad school and I coached the program during my time there. So I, I most of my memories, honestly, with Ohio university are wrapped up in Stroud's run and, um, and ping center on the third floor with the ergs <laughs> trying to like not die. I mean, that's all I really remember. From, well, not all I remember from Ohio, but it was a big part of why, what happened there. Now, I guess you couldn't really, you couldn't really uh, do that in the Hawking, but uh, there's a lake outside of Athens where they do water skiing. I remember seeing that. I knew a person that was on the water skiing. Was that not large enough? I guess that wasn't large enough for a rowing. So it was Dow Lake out at Stroud's. Yeah, Dow Lake out at Stroud's. The I know we we often had co not competitions, but it was like competition for the wall to write on the graffiti wall with the ski team. It was such a funny funny thought process with them, but they did not they were not out on the water with us. The water that we were on um, at Dow Lake was like a, a a small boat trolling area. You couldn't do you couldn't do fast motor boats at the time. I don't know if that's changed. Got it. That is uh, interesting. Now, did you do that prior to OU or did that just happen when you got there? No, it happened when I got there. I mean, I, I joined the club volleyball team my freshman year because that's, I was a volleyball athlete in high school and I was, you know, hell bent on, I'm going to get myself all worked up and get on the varsity team at Ohio university. And then I got to Ohio and I was like, you know, I don't know if that time commitment works for me or if I really want to focus that hard. I don't know if I would have ever made it to be honest, but at the end of my freshman year, my, one of my dorm mates was like, Hey, I heard about this rowing team thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm tall. That's what like big precursor there. Like you need to be tall. And I was like, well, I'm tall. I, I'll try it out. I like to work out. We'll see how it goes. And I got to my first five o'clock in the morning practice. And I was like, this is nuts. It's freezing cold. It's nuts. And you're, you're here and it's dark. And then it just kept coming back. And You'll, you, if you've ever met a rower, you know how crazy we all are. There's something about it that keeps you coming back. Your hands are bleeding. You're super exhausted. You've never worked out so hard in your life, but it's just something you can, very few people, once you're in it, can walk away from it. And I did it for the whole time I was there and loved every minute of it. That's great. 
early hours, bloody knuckles, bloody hands, uh, working real hard. That sounds like a super sport. I would love to get into that. It was, you know, it was fun. So a random story, like a rower's hands are super calloused. I mean, if you think of guys that are weightlifting or whatever, and how gross and nasty their hands are, rower's hands look like that too. And when you're not used to having hands that look like that, you're con- you're obsessed with them. And so like, we would sit in class and we're like picking our calluses and people are looking at us in class. Like you're the most disgusting woman I've ever seen. And I was like, I work out. <laughs> it was so ridiculous now that I think about it. I need you like it. a back rub. Uh, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We did not, there was not a lot of hand holding. You got really creative on how you gave yeah. high fives, like all that kind of stuff. The, the originator of the fist bump, right? Uh, You're correct. Actually, yes. <laughs> well, that's super. Um, Cause I don't know. I mean, when I went to college, I did play club soccer and I was terrible at it and I played a freshman year, but it is, it's a nice way to meet people. And mm-hmm. again, just, just super, super friends. I think it helps keep you focused on things to do. So you're not just enjoying too much of Athens. As right. Well. And, keeps and I think I could have, I could have definitely fallen down that path. I went my first quarter at Ohio university. I got my grade card back. Well, you know, I mean, you know, it was like on a, scanned printout thing that came from a dot matrix printer, you know, that type of grade card. And it was like, you have a 2.6 GPA. And my dad was like, no, ma'am. And I was like, I need to figure out how to get myself organized again so I can have good grades again. And I spent the next four and a half years trying to figure out and dig myself out of that hole. <laughs> I got, I did very well my freshman year. And then I think the, the other years, I don't think I got above a 2.6. So uh, way to go. <clears throat> Yeah, I wasn't I, that I was I was not an amazing student I I was an average great that makes me I, feel worse no. <laughs> <laughs> but we all survived right like you all graduated I think I my background now is in career services and I work with students and and they'll talk about you know they're so hyper focused on this GPA and how important it is and I was like you know unless you're like going to uh top five company or you're an accountant, your GPA really doesn't matter all that much. You would be shocked at how little people care about that after your first job. And I think it's eye-opening for them to hear that. Definitely. And I think why well, I wouldn't be employed if that was really true. My right. uh, stepson is going to OU and we were talking about test grades and you can relate being from Springfield. I went to Shawnee and I said, yeah, you know, my year we weren't uh, so great and you know acts or sats but we crushed it on pregnancy test <laughs> <laughs> and because we went to the same high school he's going to now he didn't find it super funny but uh, i mean he laughed about it uh, i have i have comments but there there i went to a catholic school so you know that stuff didn't happen there right exactly <laughs> perfect everyone's perfect there um well tell me you're in ou now um a lot of times i guess you probably when did you start being a coach and was that a paid position? Because a lot of, a lot of times students work in school, but when you're in athletics, you have studies, you know, social, and did you have even time to work? I did. I I had a lot, I had a lot going on. I found that I was a better student if I had no time to think about anything. So I, I was a full-time student and then I coached or was a rower. And so that was usually in the morning. So it wasn't a big deal, but I always liked to have my own pocket money. I worked at a number of different things in Athens. I worked at the telethon, the, we called people and asked for money. Yeah, that's great. Like, oh yeah. I wouldn't think, was that, was that very successful? Oh yeah. No, I was not successful at it. I did not last long because I'm not, I, I work in advancement now for Ohio university, but I am not a fundraiser. I'm a friend raiser. I'm very good at, at talking to people, but asking for money is not my special sauce. 
Um, so after after fundra- after my brief stint in fundraising, I went and did veggie prep. So there's a place on campus out off of um, Union, kind of down Union Street where, or actually behind the um, baseball stadium, baseball and softball stadiums, there's a place where they pre-cut all the vegetables <clears throat> for all the food that they make. So I pre-cut vegetables. It was attached to the bakery where they made all the cookies. Oh, <laughs> so- it smelled so good. Oh yeah. And our, my friend worked in the bakery. So like we would sneak over there and he would give us cookies and like all that stuff. And that was, that was a, that was a quarter that I gained quite a bit of, of weight <laughs> and, uh, for that and for other activities that we do at Ohio university. And then um, I actually ended up working for the Athens community center and, and I was there when they built the new one and now it's changed so much. The, the, uh, the pool outside of it has changed. I was driving by it and I was thinking, oh my gosh, it just even looks different now. They've got like solar panels and all kinds of crazy stuff, but yeah. And I ended up meeting my husband at the Athens community center and that's how we, we met. No, that is so funny. I can't think of who else we had on and they worked there and they either met their best friend or their spouse I'm not sure. Um, yeah, that was the, the go-to place for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the, for the locals too. And it, you know, it was an interesting experience because it got me out of the OU community a little bit and I got to know the Athens community a little bit more. And that was really fun because you got to, you know, when you would walk out and, and walk down Athens, you only paid attention to the students, right? That was all the only people I ever paid attention to. And then I started to realize, you know, people work here, people support here, people are around here, making sure all of this stuff works for me. And it gave me a better appreciation for that community. You know, like when you're a student there, I don't think you really realize it until you get a little older, you're freshman and sophomore year, you're living in the dorms and you're kind of laser focused and you're doing all these things. But as you get older, I think it's just small enough that you can really see the impact the university has, unless you're blind. I mean, there are plenty of kids out there who are oblivious to everything, but I think if you're a, a, a thoughtful student, you get it pretty quick. And I think that's something that most Bobcats take with them when they leave. Well, I think there's only so many restaurants and, and nightlife and places. So the faculty mingles with the students more than say in Ohio state. Right. You know, right. because it's just, hey, this is all we got. And, when, yeah. you know, you're in this little bubble. So that's. A, We're in hey. it together, kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I live next to a guy on I was on High Street and he owned, a, like a, I guess it was kind of a general store, clothing store next to Casa before they expanded. And oh, I yeah. Was, every day he'd get up and go to work and just like, hey, well, not a bad way to do it. Yeah, I worked for some professors and I got to know, know their community a little bit. And I worked the hole in the wall sub shop my entire time there. So oh. same thing. I got to know got to know the folks. So that was it's great. And just different yeah. jobs I had exposed me to the community. Yep, absolutely. And I would They're... love to go back, but it's a little chilly now. Not today. <laughs> no, yeah, let's not fast today. forward. So you're at OU, you graduate. And then I currently live in Virginia and you came to live in Virginia for a while. And well, just start what happened after OU and what brought you back to OU? Oh, well, my husband works in college athletics. And at the time I wasn't super sure what I wanted to be when I grew up, which is also a conundrum for most people who graduate from college. Um, I, I fell in that category and I said, well, you know, you have a little bit more of a direction, so I'll hang out with you and we'll see how it goes. And we moved from Athens to Winston-Salem, North Carolina and lived at, and worked at Wake Forest. And then we moved from Wake Forest to Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton, Florida. And then from Boca, we moved back to, or we moved to Williamsburg, Virginia, and we were there for 11 years at the College of William and Mary. 
Um, and then we moved to Penn State. So right now I'm actually recording this, not from Athens, Ohio, but from State College, Pennsylvania, because we, <laughs> we still own a home and I work remotely uh, a good bit of the time from, from Pennsylvania. But I took this awesome job. One of my amazing colleagues found me on LinkedIn and said, hey, would you be interested in applying for this position or know anyone? And I saw it and I said, oh my God, I want this job. And so <laughs> I didn't give it to any of my friends. And I am I work with the Alumni Association now. I'm a senior director for alumni, uh, alumni relations and I work on the engagement side of the house. So a lot of the traditional experiences and, and things like the Bobcat Network. So if you don't know what that is, check it out. Um, the Bobcat Network, those all fall under what I do or my purview. And exciting news, my husband just got a job at with the as the director for the Ohio Bobcat Club with the athletic department and out of advancement. So we're both moving back to our roots and our our alma mater, Ohio University, and we're like stoked. <laughs> so excited. Oh, that would be so, so awesome because you're already in, in, in cold weather. So you're like, hey, why not be in Athens? And, you know, you mentioned that you have some uh, children and I think there's two apartments maybe above Suvaki's. You guys could combine them and that's where you guys could live and you'd be oh right God. in the thick of it. Can and you that, imagine that the aroma that comes off of those apartments above Suvlaki's? I don't know if I would be able to like focus. I'd always be eating, I think. Well, I, I worked, and so where I worked was in the alleyway behind that, mm -hmm. um, where Tony's is, there's a little alley, and I parked my car. I delivered subs, so I'd go up and down there. But I never really saw roaches, which is surprising. Like, why doesn't <laughs> Athens have roaches? I don't know, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't. Um, well, tell me more about this, your current position. When we talk about alumni, there's alumni columbus ohio alumni you know there's alumni all over the world like that does that fall under you and are they registered kind of with with the school or just people just start that up on their own well they're well we hope they start with us we have a number of networks that are all over the country we don't have any international networks so if anybody is listening to this and would like to start one please let me know i'm happy happy to help think through that but the alumni networks are uh, a lot of really great volunteers that we have throughout the country who are, are spreading the good word of Ohio University. Sometimes it's as little of a thing as a, you know, a, a game watch party, you know, obviously tonight, actually, as we're speaking right now, Ohio University is playing Toledo. So I know we've got some Bobcats out there watching the basketball game tonight. And we also have a lot of other traditional experiences that we can put that we put together with our with our networks or just regionally in general to help help keep people feeling like they're Bobcats no matter where they are. We have an L.A. chapter. We have an Austin chapter. We have Chicago. We have uh, where else? Nashville. Everybody's going to get mad because I forget them. Then we have all these Phoenix, San Francisco, Cincinnati. I think I've seen. So I'm on a lot of Facebook pages. So those are ones that I've yes. come across. I don't know if they're sanctioned or not. Um, the Facebook page is probably not so much, but that's up to them and how they want to run them. But we're trying to get everybody actually on the Bobcat Network. So if they're listening, just check it out and then see if we can hook you up there. But we, I mean, we have a lot of great people who are still very excited about Ohio University and we're putting together a really great year coming up that will engage the, our, our outside of Athens alumni base. Yeah, that sounds fantastic because even with in doing this podcast, everyone's just happy about OU. And I always say it's not going to be a, 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 a large audience, but a great audience. But you mentioned international, you know, it'd be the easy one. 
Canada because all the hockey connections. Because for a, a lot yeah. of Canadian players would play there, like going to grad school, uh, and that would be an easy one, I, I think. Yeah, we actually um, Canada is is not on my radar right now. The the one that is uh, is something that we're we're building some programming around potentially is our relationship with the, uh, a university called Chubu in Japan and their 50th anniversary relationship with Ohio University is next year. So we've had this really great relationship with our colleagues in Japan, sending students there, sending our students or their students back. We've had this really great experience. And so we're trying to figure out how to really incorporate and celebrate that relationship. That is fantastic. I remember uh, taking Japanese at OU. What a oh small my. world. Oh. And so, so don't mention it to those folks. And I, uh, one of the exams, I really wasn't prepared. And I went to the professor. I'm like, you know, isn't really the goal of this that I learn and, you know, that's what you want. So I'm not prepared to take it today. But <laughs> I, how about I come back later and, uh, you know, that way we'll both be fine. And well, I went back a week later and still was not fine. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not the easiest one to learn. You you probably picked one of the harder ones, but I did find out a really interesting story. So you know, along the Hawking, there are a lot of those um, the uh, leeches. The, the what? Leeches? No, not the leeches. <laughs> oh my god, the flowering trees. Why am I the um, dogwoods? No, the pink ones. Holy uh, smokes! This is begonia, awful. Uh, crepe myrtles. No. Um, Pink trees, mm, hibiscus. No, it's like the ones that they have in the cherry blossoms. Oh, That's the word I'm looking for. Cherry blossoms, because you know they have a big festival. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. Right. You see, and that, those well, are nice. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but we have cherry blossoms that are along the the Hawking River, and that was a donation, or not a donation, but that was a gift from that university in Japan. And I didn't know that. I was like, you know, that's a really cool story that no one knows. <laughs> and um, so it's one of the things I like to talk about. I just need to remember that it's the cherry blossoms. Well, you know, it's great you mentioned that because a couple people have said, I think the, the mayor who went to school there and another professor talked about how the diversity is so important in Athens. I don't know what the size is. You may know, but it's a pretty strong international presence. I, I feel like, at least I felt like when I went there, it was. Yeah, I think there are about a thousand international students on campus at, at any given time. I think I am a, a big proponent in, in building your brain portfolio and making sure that you have experiences that, that open your thought process is up to the way that the world works. And I think universities where they really serve a great purpose is bringing in this international component and allowing for students to see things and hear things that they would have never had in Springfield, Ohio, right? I mean, I mean, the diversity in, in, at my high school was very, very low. It was all white. Well, hell now, why would you leave Springfield? Well, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm I kidding. Someone, someone actually, a person I went to high school said, yeah, why would you? I'm like, yeah, we just... Maybe we'll talk about something else because uh, <laughs> there's a whole world there. Uh, there's a whole world. And that's what Ohio University brings, right? You yeah, get and that's there and, right down the road, too. Yeah. And it's eye opening. It was such a great experience. And it, it started it started my path to being a real, really interested in what's going on, not just in front of my face, but what's going on around the world and how you can be an advocate for for not just what you need, but what other people could could benefit from. Now, I have when I was in school there, I probably have three classes or instructors that stand out what about you do you have any class that really was you know i guess that you can say life-changing because that was certainly a 
a turning point and, 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 you know, when you're young like that and having a great class, what were some of your favorite classes? Well, one of my favorite classes was my exercise physiology class. It was Dr. Fritz Hagerman. He has since passed away, but he was actually the lead exercise physiologist for the U S rowing team while we were at Ohio university. So all of his classes had some kind of rowing component to it. <laughs> so I loved going to class because he would talk about how rowers were um, more cardiovascular cardio, cardiovascularly fit than um, marathon runners. And I was like, yeah, we are <laughs> now. now I, I don't think yeah, and my going. knees are fine. Right. Right. I was like, I don't necessarily think that he was speaking to me personally, but our elite athlete. So that was a fun class. I had another great professor, Dr. Uh, Melendez. She and I actually became great friends. I babysat her son, Ephraim, who now is in, I think, New York City. And, you know, we, you know, there's just a lot of those relationships that were fun. It wasn't necessarily tied to class, though her class was fun as well. But uh, yeah, I, those were the probably the two that stood out the most. Yeah, that's great. I have a uh, one one son finishing college and one getting ready to go into it. He didn't. He I couldn't get either one to uh, go to OU. My stepson's going there, thank goodness. Mm. But my my uh, youngest son is like, Dad, I really think UVA's got a better business school. I'm like, No, it doesn't, son. You're going to OU. You need to go to Ohio. I tell you yeah, what, exactly. the tuition's cheaper, and you're going to get a great education. And we've got an amazing alumni network that you should take advantage of. Yeah, that that is for sure. And I again, I uh, try to have all the alumni. So anyone listening, please give us give us a holler. I'd love to have you on the show and hear your OU story. Now, did you get the job back at OU and your husband didn't have a job? You're like, I'm going back. I hope you can come with me. Well, when I first took the, the job, my job has evolved in the last six months. But when I first took the job, it was mostly remote. And so he was planning on staying here at Penn State and um, and I was just like, well, I've got this job and it's working for my alma mater. I'm going to go for it. And if it works out great and we'll figure it out from there, uh, because I've followed his career around for the last 20 years. So I haven't really, I've, I'm literally a Jack of all trades, master of none up until probably recently I had a rowing coaching rowing career. So I coached rowing for about eight years professionally, um, division one and club. And then I just was kind of bouncing around from jobs, trying to within higher ed, mostly trying to figure out what I wanted to be, you know, where, how was I going to take this coaching position and, and turn those leadership skills into something, you know, within a higher ed, uh, higher ed capacity, because quite honestly, you know, you may not get paid as well as you work as a, like maybe a, a corporate America, but the vacation or as a rowing coach. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying like in general, <laughs> no, that you're saying yes in general, but the, but the vacation time's amazing. So like, it's really hard to get to leave that. Um, so and colleges are always just fun places to be. I mean, the yeah. arts are there. They have, you know, that's, that's what I like. I've lived next to the colleges, most places I've lived and really just for the arts. I yeah. appreciate it. There's just a lot going on. There's, and there's always somebody coming up with a fun idea and doing all of that. I mean, just, it, it makes, it keeps you, I feel like it keeps you a little young because you're consistently hearing what's new, what's trending, what are the things that we have to do to engage this younger population? And it keeps you, keeps your mind a little fresher, I think. If, For sure. If, and like, oh, not all new music is bad. So we were to, were you to your husband and we were like, hey, Spence, you had your shot, kind of my turn now. Kind of. I was like, <laughs> well, I'm taking this shot. I was like, I can't turn this down. It's my alma mater. And, and he was like, go for it. I mean, he has always been super supportive of anything that I've ever wanted to do. So like lucky just in that regard, but 
uh, as I got into this position, my boss was like, hey, I think we're going to have another job opening in our, our development wing in the athletic department. And I said, all right, well, let's see how it goes. And it worked out well. And now we're moving back. <laughs> That it that that's awesome, and I wonder. I have no idea how housing would work in Athens because, you know, generally in some places, you know, thirty minutes from Athens is probably very inexpensive. But the university probably draws in, you know, you know, close to Athens probably keeps houses more close to average. I would think. Yeah, and you would be the inventory in Athens is just low anyway. I know there's some new communities that are being built, but the housing inventory. I mean, if you were a student, you would. You walked to parties everywhere in Athens. There were neighborhoods that you walked a mile to to get to to go to a party. So like half of the houses are student rental homes. And if you want to buy one, I mean, good luck with the renovation part of it. I wouldn't want to have to turn it over from a student rental to a family home. I didn't like that part when I last time I was there, or I guess when this first happened, my niece lived in the apartment complex up on the hill down Richland. and, And that's convenient and has its perks, but you know, I remember trying to get a house quickly and living in just dives, but it was just all part of it. And yeah. I feel like if you lived in Athens, you couldn't live in a new home. That wouldn't be right. No, I actually, one of the funniest stories that I ever, that I have ever heard is my, when my husband talks about where he lived when he was a freshman, he lived in a house illegally. Like they did, he was supposed to be in a dorm, but he lived in a house, even though he was a freshman and the toilet fell through the ceiling. <laughs> It was just a dive. I was like, oh my God. Like, that's like, the, I feel like the consummate college experience. That's the worst. We, uh, we shot out our basement windows with BB guns and they were never replaced. So it was cold in our house. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And yeah. it was, uh, it was crazy. Well, one thing we always like to talk about is favorite memories or maybe a place and time in Athens. What well, what would you say yours is? Well, I have, I have a couple favorite memories. If I can just give two. Um, one as many be, as you want. I'll give you as many as I mean, I could give you a long laundry list, but the, the first in memory that I, I'd have to talk about would be just meeting my husband there. I think I did not go to college to find a significant other. And the fact that I did right before I graduated, I thought was a, a gift from the universe and, and Ohio university is what held us together in the beginning, but it's just a fun story between the two of us now. And I'm grateful for that. The second part of this, I mean, is definitely my time at Stroud's Run. I spent the majority of my sophomore, junior, senior year, super senior year, and many years after that out at Dow Lake. And no matter how tired I was, the sunset was always gorgeous. And no matter how bloody my hands were, it always felt good to hold a boat. And I just, I can't think of Ohio University and not think of all the wonderful things that it gave to me career-wise. And it started with that rowing team and the women and the men that I was on that team with. Well said. I think that's a great way to sum it up. I mean, everything about OU, it just, it just touches you in a very positive way. Yeah. And, and I'm so happy for you. You get to go back to that. That's, uh, <laughs> I think you're, you're the only person we've had that's, that's, you know, getting ready to return. So a lot of people have stayed um, or go out early work and kind of come back because it, it, several people have said it is a good place to raise a family. It's very community driven and community rises above politics and everything else in Athens. So it's, I'm happy for you. Thank you very much. This has been a lot of fun, just rehashing memories and things I haven't thought about for a very long time. And, and all good things too, you know? All great things. All great things. Well, thanks so much, uh, Lisa. And I'm excited to meet a Springfield, fellow Springfield person as well as a Bobcat.
And, yeah, uh, I can't wait till you come visit me in Athens. I'm taking you out maybe to the junction, which is now the J-Bar, or maybe we'll just grab some coffee at Donkey. <laughs> sounds good. And my uh, stepson is starting there hopefully in the fall. He got accepted today, actually. So oh, Did he really? Totally, yeah, we're totally excited. Oh, my gosh. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to hook up definitely when you come into town. Super. Thanks so much. Have a yeah. great evening. Yeah, you too.